your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, and welcome to this Wednesday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins as it's getting ready to uh, storm pretty badly. It has just been storming all week here um, in Northern Virginia. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So for today's show, um, we just, we're just, you know, obviously we're going to have a big tribute to Mike Lang. I know I didn't do an episode yesterday. Apologize for that. You know, we are back to three a week, as you all know. Had the big crossover with Seth on Monday. Thank you all so much for listening to that one. And thank you all so much for listening to the interview with Brock McGinn. It was, it's been something I've been wanting to do since I was a little kid to talk to a player um, on the Penguins. But um, the grind does not stop there. I'm going to be trying to bring on um, almost every player from this team. I think my long-term goal for this podcast is to bring on um, a ton of players on the team, whether it's from that season or a few seasons prior to that, and also a lot of former players as well. So just wanted to share with you my long-term goals for this. I just, I want to keep expanding and bringing on players that have not gone on podcasts before. So that is my goal uh, moving forward with bringing on some new guests outside, of course, of the local media and some other people that I plan to bring on as well. But, you know, getting into today's first topic, you know, obviously, in case you are living under a rock, which I don't think a lot of Penguins fans were the last couple of days, Mike Lang has decided to step away and retire after being the voice of the Penguins for the last 46 seasons. Um, when you think of a Mount Rushmore for this franchise, and it, it, it can involve players, coaches, radio announcers, other people inside the organization. Mike Lang is on that, and it's not even close. I mean, he was here before the team even got good in the 90s when Mario came around, or the late 80s um, as well. You know, he was here announcing well before that. And I think my favorite part about Lang and the way he announced the game was that when you were listening to it on the radio, it was almost as if you were there. Like you could, I, I, so many times when I would be listening to him, you know, in the car with my family when I was a little kid, I would close my eyes and just picture Mellon Arena right there, or, you know, later obviously PPG Paints Arena, and just picture what was going on as he's talking about it. And I felt like I could be watching the game when I wasn't even seeing a TV or a stream on my laptop or something like that. That was one of the biggest reasons why. I loved listening to him. Obviously, you his catchphrases were so incredible. You know, slap me, silly Sydney. You can stick sunshine your shoes, baby. Elvis has just left the building. Michael, Michael, motorcycle. Get in the fast lane, grandma. The bingo game is ready to roll, etc., etc. But I think the best thing about Lang when he was calling the game was that it put you as a fan right into PBG Paints Arena. And just when you close your eyes, it was just if you were watching it. I really think that was my favorite part of listening to Lang. And also, you know, some of the radio personalities that you listen to these days, you know, they know a bit about the game, but, you know, it's not as much obviously as the color commentator. But with Lang, he knew so much about the sport, and it was almost just like he could picture what was coming 
before he announced it. I think that was also a huge thing with me with Mike Lang throughout his career because he was so knowledgeable about the sport and especially, of course, about the Pittsburgh Penguins. And you could feel that something was coming even before it did due to how great of an announcer he was. So, I mean, this the organization, the fan base, everyone in the hockey community is going to miss him. I will forever say that he is the greatest hockey announcer of all time. Any team, any national um, team coverage. You know, I, I love Doc Emmerich as much as anyone and a couple others, but um, they, they do not compare to Mike Lang in the slightest. And he also was just such a great ambassador for the organization when he wasn't calling games as well. Just a great dude off the ice. I mean, I know I never got to met it, meet him, excuse me, but seeing the countless stories written about him and how he always gave back to the city and to so many foundations, etc. He was just a wonderful human being. Again, the, the organization is going to miss him a whole lot. I, I remember, you know, that the first time I heard Mike Lang's voice, you know, this is got, obviously going to be a lot more recent than some of the people that listen to this podcast. You know, 2003, I believe the game was in October, November, I was up on Mount Washington at a restaurant called the Georgetown Inn, which it's not there anymore, but just an amazing restaurant overlooks the city, of course. I mean, it was just amazing food. But I remember I walked in with all my family. He's calling the game on TV. This this was before I think he had moved um, from TV to radio. And I was just basically starstruck by how he was calling the game. I think I was only six years old. At the time, I remember the game though because Rico Fada scored the game winner. I'm not, I don't really remember what team it was against though, but I remember hearing the way he was calling the game and just watching it live. I, I was hooked right then, and a big part of it was due to Mike Lang. And, it, and it's honestly crazy as well. You know, he has been the voice of this franchise for you know so many old fans. And so many new fans, you know, just, you know, thinking about it, you know, with the late 80s and the 90s children that came up and watched Mario 2 now with fans like me and a lot of other people my age or a little bit older who grew up with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, you know, we all got to hear the same announcer call games on a nightly basis for this team. And again, you know, it, it base he basically is everyone's childhood in this fan base with except except anyone that wasn't that was born in like the 60s and the 70s that, that that's a different story but you know obviously the the team got very popular in the late 80s and 90s you know a lot of people that I follow on penguins twitter were just kids during that time so that's what I'm basically basing this off of because you know Mike Lane got to basically be their childhood but then also be someone like my childhood and a lot of other fans my age as he was just an incredible person to listen to. And again, a wonderful ambassador for the Penguins organization. It, it's not going to be the same. I know it's going to be weird starting next season full-time that we're not going to be hearing Lang's voice. Um, Josh Getzoff is uh, returning to take over full-time for Mike, and it'll be with Phil Bork. But I personally, and I'm sure hopefully a lot of you feel this way as well, I'm so thankful that we got to hear Mike's voice for so many iconic moments in Penguins history. I remember, you know, towards those those last two cup years, you know, especially in 2017, he let it rip a few times. I, I'm not even going to imitate it because it's just, it's Mike's thing and he was just so good with the score thing when he let it rip. But, you know, calling five Stanley Cups, calling so many memorable 
OT winners. I mean, you know, Yager's goal in 99 to basically save the franchise. Darius Kasparaitis to win it in the early 2000s to send the Penguins to the next round. To Chris Letang's OT goal in 2009. To Mario Lemieux in 91 with the iconic that the Stanley Cup is coming to Pittsburgh call on May 25th. Of 1991. I mean, he was he he's been here for everything. And again, I can't thank him enough for everything that he has done to this organization. Everyone will miss him, and there will always be a special place for anyone that has ties to the city of Pittsburgh in their hearts. Again, everyone, when you're thinking of a Mount Rushmore for this franchise, players, coaches, radio announcers, play people in the organization, Mike Lang is on there a hundred times out of 100, and I wish him the very best in retirement. So I wanted to dedicate this first segment to him, and I can't wait to see what Josh Getzoff does in filling his role. But okay, before we do get to the next segment, it's time to talk about Rock Auto. Why should you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from the chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tin lamps, mortal oil, and even new carpet. You can go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And you can write locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, rely below prices, all the parts car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at L underscore Penguins. So I, I think I have not shared my thoughts on a couple other things that happened with the team um, over the weekend. Uh, Zach Ashton re-signed his deal. I know, guys, I'm so far behind right now, but I just I don't think I did an episode last Friday, and I apologize for that. And then, of course, I had my crossover with Seth on Monday, so I didn't get to touch on it there. But I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about the Aston Reese contract. So one year, $1.8 million, and that's a totally fair deal, in my opinion. I think that's a steal. Um, just just to give even more thoughts on that. I mean, he's one of the best defensive players, um, not only on the team, but in the league. Um, I thought he for sure was going to get potentially over $2 million on this next deal, especially because he had a really good season offensively for Pittsburgh. I think this was his best uh, season offensively uh, yet in the league. So I really thought his agent was going to use that to their advantage. But, you know, he came in at $1.8 million, which is... Definitely a, a huge bargain for the team, but I do think this could signal that he's probably going to not come back after next season. And, and I say that because this is only a one-year deal. I think he's maybe taking this as kind of like, okay, you know, I, I know I played well last year, but if I play even better this year in my role, play good defensively, potentially do even more offense, he can go out on the open market and really cash out. And I'm not saying he's going to go out there and get $4 million per or something like that. You know, I don't think you know, you're going to see him get Brandon Tanev or Barkley Goudreau money. But I definitely think he could go out there and get himself a nice contract, a little over 2 and a half, potentially $3 million per. Um, and I think he would probably be close to deserving that Probably not, you know, in a four to five to six year term, but I think on a two to three year deal, um, a lot of teams would be foolish to not sign him to that kind of contract, especially with how good he already is um, as an NHL player. But it's still big that he is back in Pittsburgh for another year. Um, he is the engine that makes that 
line with him and Teddy Bluger go. Um, I, I saw a lot of weird takes during this last season that, you know, Brandon Tanev is the engine that makes that line go. And, you know, if you take him off that line, um, it's it's going to stink. But, you know, if you look at the underlying numbers, um, it's actually the opposite. If you take Aston Reese off that line, um, their number is greater and they're not nearly as good defensively um, in shutting teams down as they would be without him. And, oh, yeah, this was also in Jesse Marshall's article the other day. Uh, that trio with Aston Reese, Bluger, Tanev, um, when they were on the ice at 5v5 last year, they didn't allow a single 5v5 goal against. So, um, and a lot of that, again, it has to do with Zach Aston Reese. Just to borrow a little something here from, you know, the, the great Pierre Maguire, who, of course, I've, I've never said a bad thing about Pierre Maguire on this podcast before. Nope, not just not one, you know. There's there's no analytic equation to show how good that line is defensively. Okay, you know, I, I had to throw it in there. I know I'm just messing around, but... The fact that they didn't allow a single 5v5 goal against with Aston Reese on there with that trio just goes to show how freaking good he is and how um, he's a pretty irreplaceable player, I think, on this team going into next season. If you take him off there and say he gets hurt for a long time, God, hopefully not, um, this team suffers for the worst defensively. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Glad that the cap hit came in at a bit lower than I thought, but definitely a bit upset that it's only a one-year deal because I think he's going to cash in a bit next season. I don't think the Penguins are going to have room to pay him, to be honest with you all. Because remember, everyone, Chris Letang and Evgeny Malkin's contracts are up after this season. They're going to take up a huge chunk of the cap space whenever they get those signed. They still have to figure out what they want to do with Brian Rust. That's another interesting wrinkle right there. Do they want to extend him? Or do they want to let him walk and see what he can get on the open market? Um, I personally would bring him back, but there's a hard number. I have talked about this on the podcast before. There's a hard number of maybe five to five and a half million that I would not go over. I think if he won six million per or even 5.75, you you walk away from that. I mean, obviously they're going to have a little bit of money freed up with Kapanen probably walking. I don't think they're going to have the room to keep him. I think there's a couple other players that are up next season as well. I think Jeff Carter is up um, next year as well, but his contract is not even worth discussing because he makes like 2.6 million. So it's not even that big of a deal, but um, they're going to be hard pressed to keep him. I think next season, and this could go the way of what happened with Cody Cece, where Ron Hextall said multiple times that he wanted to bring back Cece, but at that term and at that cap hit, it just didn't make any sense. You, know, you all saw what happened with the Edmonton Oilers giving him just way too much of both. So um, I think you may see that with Hextall wanting to keep Ashton Reese next season, but due to their cap restrictions they wouldn't want to give up a lot of term and a, a big AAV even though I don't think Aston Reese would get a big AAV next season if I were them I, I'd try two years times three um see if that gets it done um if not you know if he's declining that I, I think you just let him walk and try to replace him the best you can um, at least in my opinion. Now, as regards to Tanev's spot, I, I really think they are going to try McGinn there to start the season. And I think that would be a pretty good role for him just because, you know, obviously, you know, Tanev was great defensively. But, you know, if you look at, you know, the isolated individual impact at 5v5, McGinn outpaced him last year and he's a better player offensively than Tanev. So, you know, you, you kind of get a, an upgrade on Tanev in both facets for that line, which I think um, that 
line desperately needs because I mean obviously you want them to be really good defensively you know you want them to keep doing what they're doing and Mike Sullivan can send them out against anyone he wants to you know like he did in the playoff series against the top line of the Islanders or maybe even the perfection line in Boston or the top line in Washington but this this really is going to be I think a much better line offensively this coming season than it was this past season. I think you really will see Aston Reese be better offensively. And, you know, again, this was his best season in terms of scoring goals with nine of his 15 points in those 45 games being goals. This is also in terms of counting sets his second highest career point total outside of 2019 when he had eight goals and 17 points in 43 games. If he can get back, well, if he can maybe score 11 to 12 to 13 goals next season and Brock McGinn can come onto that line, score around that clip or maybe even around 15 goals and then Teddy Bluger gets close to 10, um, th- this line is going to be so much better than what it was with Tanev there. And again, I understand you know what Tanev did and how he was uh, just basically a folk hero in this city, but I really don't think the team is going to feel his presence lost as much as some people are making it out to be, at least in my opinion. But you know, overall, I really like this Aston re-signing. I think he has even more to give next year for the team. Um, I'll say that. But still have a little more to get to for today's episode of Locked on Penguins. Before we do get to that, though, we do have to talk about everyone's favorite bar, which of course is Built Bar, which has many, many delicious flavors. There is something for everyone. Everyone that is a huge fan of Built Bar, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. Um, Some of those Flavors are double chocolate, mint brownie, raspberry, salted caramel, of course, my favorite, the cookies and cream. If you haven't tried all of the flavors yet, you can get a mixed box online where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of the flavors of 17 to 18 grams of protein, they're all healthy, calories ranging from 130 to 180 only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and again, all healthy. There is that offer still standing. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. We also can't forget about everyone's favorite betting website for sports, betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is getting into high gear, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. I mean, actually, you know, the, the push for the playoffs is really getting into high gear. I should correct myself. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or phone and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You can head to the website or use your phone to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts with the promo code Locked On. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So this topic I was not expecting to talk about on today's show, um, but soon, very, very soon, everyone, you're going to start to see the top 50 players in the NHL rolled out by the Locked On NHL podcast. You know, I think the higher-ups... Um, of the NHL channel, but basically the manager of the channel and a couple other people um, made the list, um, and now all the hosts get to go vote on it and rank the top 50 players in the league. I think the first video that's going to come out is the snubs, then it's 50 to 41, then 40 to 31, and then you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I will say this right now: you all are not going to like that a certain player is left off of it. I am not happy myself. 
Um, that is Evgeny Malkin. He will not be on the top 50 list. I pleaded and pleaded with the people in the upper management to reconsider this because it's just looking really stupid and kind of looking like how bad it was with Malkin being off the top 100 NHL players of all time. Um, yeah, it just it wasn't meant to be because, you know, they, they see it as him struggling this year and not knowing what to expect going into this year, though, you know, there's going to be some players on there. I'm not going to name names. Um, there's going to be players on there that you will see that are not even close uh, to the skill of Evgeny Malkin. I, I will say that, but um, I'm just, you know, I, I think I'm just sick and tired at this point of Evgeny Malkin being very underappreciated, not just by um, people in the Penguins fan base, but, but just by um, people overall when it comes to the sport, I mean, and he's had this ever since he came into the league too. I mean, the fact of the matter is, this is a top five player of this generation. Um, he was the best player in the world for a couple of seasons, especially the year he won the heart. Just a year ago when Jack Johnson was playing so many minutes with him, he had 74 points in 55 games. But now that he had one kind of so-so year, even though he was heating up before he blew out his knee almost with a torn MCL and I think potentially a torn PCL, he's not a top 50 player league-wide. Um, I just, I think that's silly. You know, I understand that there are definitely some players who have passed him by. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I don't know if he's a top 10 player in the league anymore, but he's definitely uh, top 30 at the very least, um, top 15, top 20 player still, I think, in the game of hockey right now, in my opinion. It's just, it's kind of silly that we keep having this conversation with this player but again, I didn't make the list. Um, I, I I think it's stupid that he's not on there. But I, I still will be submitting mine. And then there's going to be a snub section where I'm going to be putting Evgeny Malkin in there. I honestly, in that section, I might just put my revised list and then include Evgeny Malkin and then move down the rest of the players that I would have um, below him. Because trust me, you know, I, I absolutely think that it's BS that he won't be on that list. And a lot of times I like to usually laugh at this stuff. You know, when NHL Network does their top 10 goalies thing or their top 10 defensemen, it's usually so far out of here. It's just you're looking for reactions. But this one I kind of took a little personal offense to because we've seen this time and time again through Evgeny Malkin's career with him not getting the respect that he deserves. And um, I'm kind of sick of it so you know again I, I pleaded and pleaded to get him on that list you know I, I explained my reasoning and I'm sure a lot of Penguins fans would have the same reasoning you know at the end of the day it's just a poll we all know how good he is with his three Stanley Cups and having over 1100 points as a player and probably many many more to come and you know all those heart trophies and the Art Ross and the con smite that he has from 2009 again he's one of the five best players of this generation probably a top 20 to 30 player of all time, in my opinion. So, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter that much, but I did want to warn you all when this comes out, I will be retweeting it onto my Twitter accounts, and I figured this would be good to have as a segment because I wanted to defend Evgeny Malkin um, over some people who I think, to put it nicely, have not watched a lot of Evgeny Malkin, um, either for his career or in the last couple of years, because if they had, um, they would see that this player is still at least a top 20 to 30 player league-wide. Um, I think that's it when it comes to this podcast. Oh, I did want to say um, my thoughts and prayers are with Tony Esposito's family during this very difficult time. Rest in peace to him. One of the greatest goaltenders of all time. And remember, you know, he was uh, a GM in Pittsburgh for a very short stint, which mercifully uh, was not very long because he was doing such a terrible job. And then Craig Patrick came in there um, and really knew what he was doing. 
But, you know, to get back to my um, original point, you know, rest in peace to him. One of the greatest to ever do it and will always be a hockey legend. So rest in peace to Tony Esposito. And again, my thoughts and prayers are with Tony's family and friends during this time. But I think that will do it for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'll have another one of these coming uh, sometime on Friday. Uh, again, you know, thank you all so much for listening to my interview with Brock McGinn. Um, I will say this, that, that this is not the end of having um, players on this podcast. It is only the beginning. My goal is to have as many players from this team, whether it's the current team or former teams, as I can, because it's been a dream of mine ever since I was a little kid to talk to so many players that used to play or current play for this organization. So want to leave you all at that. Again, thank you all so much for listening to this episode, and we'll do another one of these on Friday.